0: It's his second time through, and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated?
1: You were recruited by the Starling to defend To
0: defend you. the frontier against Zer and the Kodon Armada.
2: I love the power glove. It's so bad.
1: Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage
2: report!
0: Guidance system out. is steering out. Defense. She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley.
3: What's up?
0: Hello, everybody. Hearing that uh, Tron soundbite in the intro reminded me that Tron Three was canceled this week. Oh man, are you guys just heartbroken.
3: I'm um, so harp heartbroken. Yeah, <laughs> I never even heard about.
1: i just <laughs> they coming out in the first place. Yeah, I
0: think when they made two, they planned to do another one, and it's just been kind of in production for a while. I think that Tomorrowland bombed at the box office or didn't do well, and so they canceled.
1: Tron what does game. that have to do with Tron? <laughs> I don't know. Same kind of genre,
0: futuristic. But movie executives are are you know not a smart bunch.
3: They're just scared shitless. They're like, oh man, cancel all the live-action yep. sci-fi movies. Ah!
0: Actually, scared shitless is the best word to describe movie executives. <laughs> 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 They're all always just scared shitless. They're gonna do something that bombs. Yeah. Uh, I
3: hear that Tomorrowland actually did just fine, but it
1: didn't you know,
3: like, it, it didn't meet Disney's standards. Like okay. it did fine by like general like production company standards. Yeah.
1: But, so it didn't lose money.
3: No, it didn't lose money. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. uh. Tron, the original Tron, I think is super overrated. Have you guys seen that? I did. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it when I was a kid or during the era, so I
1: just...
3: Neither did I, so I didn't have any of that nostalgia factor. Yeah. I was like, ugh.
0: It's like, oh, man, this kind of sucks. Uh, I watched it, it right before
1: the second one. Huh. I, I watched it right before I watched the second one. So. Me too.
0: That's the, same, yeah. that's the reason I watched it, because I wanted to watch it before the second one.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're so different. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> they're super different. <laughs> I actually... We- Go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry, I was going to say, the only thing that I really loved about the second one was that Daft Punk did the soundtrack, and yeah. I loved their little cameo, and that pretty much did it for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, the, the soundtrack was great. I actually, I enjoyed the second one. From, like It was entertaining. It wasn't like an amazing movie, but it, right. uh, it was entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm. More I'm, entertaining I'm, than the first I one. I think I might have liked the first one better for some reason, but...
0: Anyway, I know you all wanted to hear about Tron when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all care about Tron. Uh,
1: gamers must Tron.
0: Gamers must Tron. <laughs> uh... I guess we'll go straight in the news. We have some E3 news to talk about this week. So E3 is coming up, the sixteenth of June, sixteenth through the eighteenth, and it's weird. E3 like was supposed to die for a while. When did it die? Well, like I don't know, five, maybe ten years ago. There was like all this talk. Oh, E3's dead. All the big companies pulled out of it or something. It was like supposed to become this like small little show. Really? When it had become like, like in the 90s, E3 was like the fucking show for video games. Yeah. Then, yeah, I, I should probably research this before I talk about it. Five, <laughs> five, ten years ago, all of a sudden everybody's like, okay, well, E3 is just going to go back to being a small show, like a small trade show.
3: Yeah, and journalists it, only.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
3: Professionals yeah. only.
0: But now it's big again. Maybe it's not as, well, I don't know. It's, it's what I always hear about every year still. E3 is still the biggest one I hear about.
3: Yeah. Huh. I, sh- I always just thought it was massive.
0: It, yeah. Like, well, I mean, back in the 90s, like, you know, you'd have a giant convention floor with like giant, you know, three story tall Sonics and, you know, just stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I don't know what it is now. I, last time, actually, when I lived in LA, um, I went to a concert that was going on uh, during E3 called Video Games Live, which, by the way, travels around the country. And if you're in a city that has Video Games Live in concert, it's worth the $25 for tickets because it's, it's, Really good. Yeah, I believe that. So they had the video games live there at the concert hall across from the convention center um, when E3 was going on. I really enjoyed it, so I got to kind of see the outside of E3. And then that night was also the night that the Lakers had won the stupid basketball, whatever it's called. The stupid basketball? (laughs) Blanking on the name, championship, NBA championship. Um, And uh, so we went into the concert. And like on our way in, like these thugs like walk by us. like, Hey, you Lakers fans were like, yeah, we're Lakers fans. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours later, we come out of the concert and like there's been rioting in the streets while we were in the concert. Holy shit. They won and stupid people from L.A. still rioted. So like, oh, that's like burning great. cars and shit. As, as riding we're wa- as whether we're walking they're happy, riding
3: whether they're sad. You really just need to keep them at like an emotional, yeah. <laughs> emotionally stable level.
0: <laughs> so that was quite the tangent. Anyway, that's my memory of E3: burning <laughs> cars and riots and.
3: I've got an inside man this year, so I guess I'll bug him for info on what it's like these days. What do you mean you got an inside man? Uh, my big brother always goes to E3.
0: Really? Yeah. He- it's
3: bullshit that he gets to go, but he gets to go. Why does he get to go? Um, his friend has a really shitty not very well-known blog and he basically just applied for a press pass and so he got like a he got a pass to e3 just for his shitty little blog wow and he just gives it to my brother like every year so
0: (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that's awesome we should apply for a press pass yeah
3: go for it seriously
0: we're shitty on not well-known podcast we're a legitimate organization isn't
3: set very high (laughs) no
1: interesting let's do it
0: all right um okay so getting on topic with E3 games that are kind of we're going to talk about some games that are I guess rumored or confirmed to be uh, being announced and or shown at E3. First one is Fallout 4. It's bad timing on Fallout 4 because there's a countdown clock right now on the website that expires tomorrow that being Wednesday a day before this podcast comes out. So by the time this podcast comes out
3: you'll already know the big news that we don't know. So
0: exactly. (laughs) So we can't really talk about Fallout 4 that much. I think we kind of talked about it a week or two ago, anyway. We yeah, so. did.
3: Just like kind of our unbridled excitement, or my yeah. unbridled excitement.
0: Yeah. Your yeah. unbridled excitement. Yeah. That's right. I'm
3: pretty pumped. How I'm about
0: Dark Souls to. 3? How's that, that? That's rumored to be announced. How's yeah. That, how's that strike you?
3: I'm pretty eh about it. Like, oh, that's neat. But I wasn't like a super huge fan of the first two or like Demon Souls. Okay. So.
0: And Jared, obviously, you'd not. not of course, that. I
1: didn't play them. I'd never play anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that uh, one is just like, that one is a total rumor, though. Yeah. Like, at least with Fallout 4, you have, like, the countdown clock, but uh, Dark Souls 3 is just, like...
0: Super rumor. Yeah,
3: this random online gaming news site is just, like, we have an anonymous tip...
0: Yeah, like vg four seven or yeah, something. Yeah, that
3: there could be Dark Souls 3.
0: Right. Um, But, I mean, it's probably not a bad guess that it's going to happen at some point because, obviously, the first two sold so well.
3: Yeah, and that doesn't mean that it's being released soon. It, it could mean that it just started development. It'll be coming out in 16 or 17, so... And they'll
0: show, like, a non-gameplay, like, CGI trailer at E3 just to let people know it's in the works or something. Mm-hmm. Um, then Square Enix is apparently revealing a secret title. This is also in the rumor category. Ooh. So Square Enix will be revealing a secret title. Squeenix. Se- uh... The only thing that's known that they have kind of under their belt or they're working on right now that hasn't been announced is a new Hitman game. Um, So I doubt that's the title, though. I I doubt they'd leak it. as a secret title just for a Hitman game. Here's my prediction.
1: What? New Final Fantasy game, but they're returning to turn-based battles. I don't think that's happening in time no, soon. No, because
3: they, <laughs> they already have Final Fantasy games announced, don't they?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: that Final Fantasy, was it 15? 15. Hasn't come out yet, even. So
1: This is going to be Final Fantasy turn-based, though. So. <laughs> said that's, that's the title, you too. You think that
3: there's going to be like a new Tactics or something?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I think you're dreaming.
0: Yeah. I th- pipe I dream.
1: Well, yeah. I'll probably never play another Final Fantasy game again.
0: You know what I would like to see? I'd like to see a translation of Dragon Quest 7 for the 3DS. I doubt they didn't have that as a Ooh. big announcement either, but...
1: Yeah, I feel like that would be a pretty small announcement. Yeah. Isn't that coming out? I thought that was announced.
0: No, it's already out in Japan. They, just, oh, they haven't translated it. Right, 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 right. And I guess it's just a mountain of text, which you would know because you played the PlayStation.
1: <laughs> well, it's like a what, like a 300-hour game.
0: Jesus. Um, <clears throat> okay, here's one. XCOM 2 is going to be announced. And actually, it's been announced, but more is going to be revealed. Do you guys cool. love XCOM? Uh, I never played like the original PC games. I knew of them. But uh, I love the Xbox or whatever, the Enemy Unknown, the yeah. most recent one. That was great.
1: Uh, I liked it, kind of, but then I, I, I get sort of tired of that sort of genre of games, so I, I usually quit about halfway through. How about yeah, you? Yeah, me
3: too, kind of. I play the PC version.
1: Yeah. And you like it?
3: Yeah. I mean, it didn't make a very big impression on me, though. Really? I know that like um, a couple of my friends are really, really big on it, and they want me to finish the first game, but I don't know if that's going to happen
0: huh well I really enjoyed it I guess I really like those kind of games though <laughs> right at the very ending like I, I always I'm sure you guys do this too you name your characters after people you know oh yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I named all the characters after friends and whatnot and I, if they died I let them stay dead like I was trying to be you know true to how the game works and not load save files I only loaded the save file when I got fucking cheaped out because there's sometimes glitches where like aliens would bug through walls when they shouldn't have been able to and yeah. you know so if I got killed by a cheap thing that shouldn't have happened, I'd reload. But anyway, that's a good policy to have. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got to the end of the game and had this awesome team, and then uh, the final boss. I'm like on the last like hit. Like he needs like one one or two more hits to die. My uh, the character who was my wife gets fucking mind controlled, oh. and, she, and she's a, she's a sniper. She fucking snipes my character dead. <laughs> And the next turn, the boss gets killed by one of my other characters. Was it Jared? That's
3: an awesome twist of fate, though. <laughs> I know. I thought for sure that you were gonna say that, like, little Jared died, and you're like, no, no, Jared.
0: no, no. The Jared win it. Uh, Jared, you actually were my only like. Hard... I, was your,
1: I was your shotgunner, wasn't
0: I? I think so. You were my only hardcore <laughs> like frontline soldier class who survived the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I went through like
2: eight Badass. friends' names,
0: <laughs> like in, in like the whole wall of like memories or whatever. Like it was like we have friends like Matt, Josh, you know, like, all of them were dead. <laughs> 'Cause they were frontline shotgunners. You're the only one who made it. I
1: was a survivor, man. Yep.
0: <clears throat> I did that with like
3: all of my little <laughs> Dragon Quest characters. I would name them after my friends.
0: Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> nice.
3: With um Sentinels of the Starry Sky when they had that whole like clothing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um and then all of my like uh, half my party ended up in like Speedos because it was just <laughs> the it was just the item that had the highest stats at that level oh. for their classes. <laughs> well, of course. So they just coincidentally ended up in them, I'm like, oh it's weird. Just like a parade <laughs> of me and my friends in our underwear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, XCOM 2, you don't necessarily need to finish the first one to enjoy the second one. Here's the twist. The story is that you actually got curb stomped in the first game. So, XCOM lost.
1: Well, that works for me. I actually did get curb stomped in the
0: first game. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an easy game. Um, and so, the story is that XCOM lost. The aliens took over. And it's 20 years later. And now, instead of being like this big uh, multi-government organization... XCOM's like a guerrilla force of fighters and you're trying to, you're, you're like a resistance. That's
2: pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So uh, I'm I'm definitely going to, that's definitely a purchase for me, I think, XCOM 2.
3: I'm really hoping that they talk more about the new Fire Emblem at E3.
0: Yeah, um, that and I'm hoping they announce the release date for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X um, for the US release date because you guys wouldn't know, but it's an awesome fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for one of you to buy a new 3ds so i can lend it to you
3: i'm gonna get there eventually all right i'm I'm so pumped about the new fire emblem i was watching some um early gameplay footage earlier today and they've got this interesting new little setup it's called like um oh gosh what what did they call it i watched like a game preview that was entirely in japanese like no subtitles Uh so i could understand like three out of every five words, so just really broken sentences where it's just like, new feature, build house. (laughs) Enemies, come to house. They will hurt your house. But um, <laughs> it's basically, like, there's new gameplay where it looks like you can set up, like, your own little village. Yeah. That all of your little Fire Emblem characters kind of, like, live in and operate out of. And you can, like, set up, like, item shops and, like, buy all of your items in one location. Nice. Instead of having to go to, like, all the random cities. Right. And, like, you have to protect your little village from raiders and shit like that. So.
0: That's cool. That, so that sounds like a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, that's the new gimmick. No time traveling children.
0: Well, and Also, <laughs> the gimmick is also that there's two versions... Of the game yeah right? like
3: the Pokemon red and blue kind of yeah VAL. yeah
0: but actually I don't mind that this time around because if you play it I'll have somebody to actually fucking play with who has the other version or whatever you I'll know have to
3: coordinate over it because
0: exactly. <laughs> it always pisses me off and I don't you know how people play in the same game as I am when games are like that and uh, there's another game that was kind of released in Japan by surprise and then it's coming here June 11th dr. Mario for 3ds uh, you guys dr. Mario fans
3: no. not particularly okay <laughs> what what's Doctor like Mario same...
1: apart from other Mario games?
3: Doctor oh. Mario is like a puzzly kind yeah, of like game. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. Okay, it's like it's a lot like, come kind on, of Tetris.
1: Like Tetris? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, not. It's like. Okay, it's more like Candy Crush, like those kind of things.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's not shitty. Okay, <laughs> that, that's ringing a bell.
1: I think I've seen some footage of that. So,
0: like, it's been around since like the Game Boy and NES days. Like, yeah,
1: actually. yeah.
3: Like you can just see like the little pills and germs on the screen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I remember that now.
3: Okay.
0: So this new game is coming out June 11th in the US on the Wii or on the uh, 3DS store. It's going to have three different modes. Dr. Mario mode, Dr. Luigi mode, which I have no idea what the fuck the difference <laughs> is. And a touch-based germ buster mode, which probably sounds like something I'm never going to play. But it features. Yeah, like
3: you lost me at touch-based. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: like <laughs> off fuck, gimmicky bullshit. Um, it features uh, local and online multiplayer though. so
3: That could be kind of fun. Yeah
0: uh also let's see another game coming out not, not necessarily an e3 game um just announced that dragon quest heroes is going to be coming to the west for ps4 in october of this year cool so that's the one that's kind of similar to dynasty warriors and Hy- hyrule warriors but it's dragon quest oh really yeah I, I think
3: it's better than hyrule warriors though because i actually played that this past week and i was very eh really yeah
0: That's funny because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Well,
3: it's just like it's very pretty and the gameplay is pretty fun, but it's a lot of the same thing. Like the levels are structured very similarly. And there's only like three buttons that you ever have to hit. So if you just run around like mashing two of these three buttons you'll get along just fine
0: have you ever played a dynasty
1: warriors game
3: yes so
0: <laughs> you're
1: basically describing every dynasty warriors game i know too.
3: like if that's up your alley that's up
0: your alley but
1: right uh, yeah i love that sort of stuff did you say it's coming in the u.s or, or japan it's
0: already out in japan it's, oh, okay, it's coming, okay. To coming to the to u.s, the US. Oh, okay uh Good. october
1: that's weird I, i'm a little surprised actually um we usually don't get uh translations of their sort of Side games. I doubt that there's much to translate, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows?
0: We didn't get Hyrule Warriors, did we? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, we did.
0: Really? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Um, the thing is, is that uh, I've read today somebody who's played the Japanese version. Apparently, this is kind of a little bit slower and more strategic, and you have like a party of four people that you can swap between at any time. So.
1: Sounds like Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, so
0: yeah. That it, sounds it, really nice. So it's a little different than those, but it's the same basic concept i
3: like the concept of switching between the characters yeah that's depending on cool. like what you need
0: and it's not like i think i'm not too familiar but hyrule warriors is almost kind of like a best of like all sorts of different things from the series mashed into one like different characters and yeah stuff. like
3: um player favorites for characters right. and then like two original characters who are really doofy <laughs> okay
0: so from what i could read about this dragon quest heroes game that's not the case so like you can't like Play as, like, the Dragon Warrior 1, 2 or 3 hero, and blah, 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 you know. Can you create your own party? I don't – I think you can create your own party. I think that the story, though, is, like, a set story. It's not, like, an all-stars kind of thing. That would be cool if you could play
1: as Taloon or something. Oh, God, hell yes.
0: (laughs) Or there's some Taloon DLC. That's what I'm all about.
1: (laughs) Um, Are you going to get a PS4 at any point?
3: That's what I was thinking. I'm like, Mm -hmm. one of us has to get a PS4 then, I guess.
0: I I, I kind of want to play it. I'm going to get a PS4 (laughs) probably this summer. Thing is, my fucking PS3. We just talked about this earlier. The PS3 is the most unreliable system <laughs> in the history of systems, <laughs> I think. Actually, I guess the 360 would hold that. But uh, my PS3 broke on me. And I love like playing all like the downloadable old PS1, PS2 games on it. So I'm going to get a PS4. That's what I was
1: doing when it broke.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fuck it. Anyway, The Last of Us remastered. I love The Last of Us so much. I'll probably just get the PS4 for the remastered and play it again. That bundle
3: will be pretty cheap by then, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's not horrible right now. I mean, it's a video game console, a new video game console, so. Yeah. What else? One more thing in news. Uh, Steam has introduced refunds. Before, Steam Steam had a strict no refund policy. Um, And now their policy is that you can get a refund for the game within like two weeks. You can't have played the game for more than two hours. And... uh, You have to have bought the game directly on Steam. Like, if you redeem, like, a Steam key, you can't get a refund for that, obviously. That's
3: fantastic.
0: Is that fantastic? I think so.
1: It's probably...
3: Maybe a little, like, less so for developers, but that's fantastic for me, because I can think of a bunch of games that I've bought on Steam and played for, like, a total of an hour and 14 minutes, and then I'm just like, oof. Really? Bad choice. Yeah. It's mostly, like, small stuff, but all that money, like, adds up over time. Yeah. Because I would, like... um kind of like take a risk on an indie game like Reyes or something. I played Reyes for like all of 45 minutes, and I was just like, well, I know exactly where this is going for the next forever. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. See, that's that's kind of actually my, my concern, though, is because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of data that says having a playable demo for a game actually dramatically reduces your sales. Really? Yes. Uh, came out several years ago. And that's why a lot of companies don't do playable demos because basically someone will see a game, they'll want to buy it, and then they'll play the demo and kind of get it out of their system.
3: Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because like originally they're driven by like that kind of weird consumeristic feeling where they're just like, ah, I really want to own this. And then they get it and it's not up to their expectations.
0: Right. So uh, now I understand the other side of that, which is, oh, well, I just need to know if I like the game or not, spend money on it. But at the same time, I mean, if you go to a movie, you you don't like the movie, you're not gonna get a refund for that. You know, it's two hours. You can though,
3: but you have to bitch for it, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. So you have
3: to march out like 15 minutes in and be like, I demand a refund. Right.
0: So my main concern is just that people will use this to kind of basically play, especially the indie games like my game, like a demo basically, mm-hmm. and then get refunds. And it's kind of a big pain in the ass. I hope that we don't get like chargeback fees and stuff. I don't. Yeah, think that'd we be do.
1: bullshit. Um, you know, a, they better not do. Um, I mean, they, they better do. Valve has... They, when someone does a refund, they better delete their um, their review if they made one because mm-hmm. that would be some epic trolling for indie developers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you could buy the game, write a negative review.
1: People would definitely do it to your game. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> we already... I mean, there's no cap. I mean, you don't have to have bought the game to like vote for reviews. Yeah. yeah. So they... Uh, Oh, there's already voting brigades voting down the positives and voting yeah. the negatives. Yeah, yeah. So just imagine what they would do if, if they could just oh. get a refund and just write some shit review and then uh and then get their money back. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually that's,
3: that's so much work to be an asshole though. Oh no, no these people have <laughs> people the time. People go above and beyond. They
1: have <laughs> they the time and
0: they don't have anything else to do. So. I probably <laughs> just
1: gave them all that idea and they're all gonna do it now. That's probably true. <laughs> Oh, well. Um, Hopefully Steam won't, won't let that happen.
0: The other side of this is, you know, stores like Costco and REI used to have an awesome return policy where, like, you know, you pass something, breaks a year later because uh, you didn't really use it that much, but it breaks a year later. You go back, take it back. They'll give you a refund or swap out it for a new item. And, of course, human beings being human beings uh, abused it quite a bit. So both REI and Costco now have much more restrictive refund policies. Yeah. I just... People uh, just have a tendency to game systems like this. So I hope that that doesn't kind of happen here, like I said, with the demo thing. I I just feel like people are going to take advantage of this in some way. Especially with
3: games that you can actually play in under two hours. Like indie games that cost maybe like $3, $5. Like if you buy Limbo or something and you go through that, you could just get that refunded.
0: I mean, there are literally indie games that are like one or two hour games. And
3: that's fine for their price. And it's like it's especially if it's like one of those games it's like more of a cinematic experience yes if yep. you want to pay for that then that's cool right it would suck if you could refund yeah that.
1: there is some game i got for like 50 cents literally just about some guy like wanting to have a dinner party but not doing it and it's just like a cinematic game it lasts like 25 minutes right <laughs> well so- i
3: bought the stanley parable you could beat that in like 20 minutes or less
1: okay yeah.
0: yeah so to me that's just that's a concern they should just do this for AAA games The thing is, I I bet you, because, you know, we've been talking about on the podcast a lot, um, like the uh, early access games. I bet those kind of had an influence on this. I'm sure there's a lot of people who buy early access who want refunds. Now, as a Steam developer, I received an email today or yesterday um, warning about this before it was publicly announced. And uh, basically it said, you know, our, our policy has been strictly no refunds, but... In reality, we've been given refunds all the time.
3: Yeah, if people bitch
0: enough. <laughs> if, so, yeah, in the past, if you bitch enough, you could get a refund on Steam. But now, and, now you can and get and it that without bitching. But now it's publicly known that you can get a refund, and so then it could be gamed. Before, you kind of knew you had to jump through hoops. Now you know the rules, very clearly defined goalposts, and you can game the system based on that. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I, I I stand by I think they should just do it for AAA games. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. As no consumer, indie games.
0: Go ahead, Alex.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, as a consumer, I'm excited, but I can see why this would be really tentative for people that actually have to work in the industry.
0: Yeah, I, like, like I said, um, if a developer does not want to offer a demo, they shouldn't have to. Now, I'm not saying that I don't want to offer a demo because my game's not good. My game is good, and it's worth the purchase. But, you know, sometimes people will play for an hour or so and uh, decide, okay, well, I don't really feel like playing that right now get a refund and then never come back and play it so they never come back and repurchase it or whatever so it's it just stuff like that that's that's my concern that's all i have to say about that Anything i think else? it's
3: going to kill like an like a small niche of games like an entire niche of them things like um limbo or like the solar system simulator yeah where you just like dink around and build planets like people are probably going to just like dick around at these games for like an hour or two and then they won't become like financially feasible on steam anymore
0: well also think about um just occurred to me uh, games that in their early days like maybe aren't compatible with like every single video card out there and where the whereas they would like patch it you know within a, a few days or a week you know people are going to now just get a refund right away and never come back to the game so it definitely and again if you're a consumer and you buy a game it doesn't work you should get a refund that makes sense to me it's just it's i don't know i just i just know how people are and i know how people abuse refunds in every other scenario in life so this like is i just, don't
3: have enough faith in people to see this going well exactly <laughs> and,
0: and every time somebody's asked me for a refund on my game who has just purchased it not somebody who's like played for a year which i get requests for refunds from them sometimes
3: <laughs> and you're like asshole you have like 80 hours yeah. logged in this game oh no not 80
0: 800 <laughs> 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 um I've always, if if they've bought the game within a day or two and they've asked for a refund, I give it to them. I don't advertise that policy, but I do because it's like, you know, listen, whatever, that's fine. I'm not going to fucking hassle over $15.
1: Okay. You're definitely going to lose money off of this
0: probably. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I think a lot of developers are going to lose a little bit of money off of this.
1: The shitty
3: thing is that I can see it hurting indie developers more than like larger companies too. Yes, for
1: sure. Like this is, this is like a real fuck you for indie developers kind of.
0: It is. (laughs) That's, that's my concern. Um, Actually, I'm going to go on the Steam developer forum tonight and kind of see what the discussion is like. I can't can't really reveal that on the podcast. but I'm (laughs) going to kind of join in and put my two cents in. Okay, that's it for news. Let's move right on to the top three list of the week.
2: Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three
0: list of the week. All right. This week we have top three. You guys are both dancing. It's really creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And grinning. Dancing and grinning.
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) We just found out earlier that uh, one of your former online handles was slim, Alex. Yeah. After Slim Shady. (laughs) Yes. You're wearing like a gray hoodie right now and you're bouncing your head like Slim Shady.
3: Yeah. It was a fifth grade kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like tiny, like... 60-pound Filipino girl in fifth grade is just like, I love Slim Shady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh,
0: top three list. Top three fighting game
1: characters. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, who wants to start? I'll start. All right, Jared. Go for it. Number one. And this is a big one for me, guys. So uh, Yamcha from the, from okay, the Kai series. You're going
3: to have to explain that because Yamcha has, like, never... <laughs>
2: Like, Yamcha is the
1: best. Oh, my God. I I I probably have like 100 hours logged of just training. This is in like the PS2 DBZ Budokai. Yep. 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 I played so much Yamcha. <laughs> Remember uh, I got where I could like ring someone out in like three turns or, or like three moves or something like it was like. Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay, but what did you like about him in particular? Was it just that he was like crazy powerful or...
1: One thing, Wolfang Fist. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, because it was, it was that
0: line—that's <laughs> how Jarv works. It was just—he doesn't sh- go for the best character. He goes for the most annoying
1: character. Everyone, well, everyone was obsessed with like um, the Super Saiyans because oh sweet, I can do my Super Saiyan two trans. It's a Transformative Super Saiyan. 4. But you know, I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna master a character with no trans transformations. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I kicked He's everyone's ass when it comes to his DBZ characters. I
3: see. Plus, I just
1: like Yamcha. Yamcha's a great character. If you watch Dragon Ball to through Dragon Ball Z, like he's just awesome.
3: I, I would say, yeah, for Dragon Ball, but even in Z, like he's... his shit just got rocked right from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. Him and Tien became irrelevant really fast. Like lately, I've been watching um Dragon Ball Z Kai, and like I just finished like Boo Saga, and I just feel so bad for Yamcha and Tien.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm just a Yamcha fan. What can they say?
3: <laughs> Yamcha man. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, so um, after that, I'm going to go with um, Blanca, Street Fighter 2.
0: Nice, solid choice.
1: Because I think that's the first fighting game I ever played as a kid. And it would piss off my brother and his friends because like I would just do the the electric thing. I was about to say, <laughs> the electric move. <laughs> yep. and they're like, that's cheap.
3: You're that fucker.
1: Oh, you're so cheap. Because I, I think I beat one of my brother's friends one time. My brother was like eight years older than me, so I was just some like little kid. Nice. Compared to them and then- <laughs> Yeah, Blanca. in that game,
0: uh, another good cheap. Well, actually, that one fucker who can stretch his arms. Yeah,
1: I, I played that one a Forget lot too. He has a weird name.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. It's like
1: Diong. No, no,
0: calzim Starts <laughs> with a D. Dalzim.
3: Dalzim sounds right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I was I was sort of. Debating whether to choose him or Blanca. To and be then honest. there's
0: E Honda, who has the, the like a fist of fury. That's another cheap
1: move that was. No, I never played E Honda. Okay, well. <laughs> I don't like fat Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I, just like, I just like. I'm going to sound clip that for later. <laughs> I just like super skinny Indian like yoga guys or green monsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your temperatures are buried. Um number three i was sort of going between a couple but okay i'm gonna go with mitsurugi mitsurugi from soul Calibur.
0: nice solid choice
1: just soul Calibur though i because once i hit soul Calibur 2 i switched to killick and i never really looked back so but cool. i played a lot of soul Calibur 1 i use mitsurugi a lot I, I really enjoyed him
0: well i'm gonna go next as long as we're on that topic because my first character is Kilik from soul Calibur 1
3: jared knew you were gonna say killick 2 i know I'm no.
1: <laughs> fucking awesome killick <laughs>
3: Keelick uh, is such a dick, though. Oh, man. His range is so ridiculous. That bow
1: staff is just a little long. Oh, man. <laughs> just
0: a little bit.
3: Did well, you, were you the asshole that did like the move where he just like smacks your feet? Uh, over, no, I never
1: did that. I, I always just, do that.
0: I was really good at like dodging and then smacking you in the side of the head with the staff and oh, stuff. Yeah. And I was all about um, knocking people off the stage. That was also very easy for me. Well, that's so. definitely
3: his thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but when people complain, I would then switch over to... Um, Oh, I can't remember
1: his name. Maxi.
3: Oh, Maxi was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I just
1: whooped the ass with Maxi. Fucking pirate Maxie.
3: king with nunchucks. Yeah,
1: yeah. You were actually way better at, at Maxi than Killick. Uh it just felt like I was because Maxi like moves so fluidly. It lo- looks like I'm. Well, doing Well, I crazy. just remember because you kicked my ass a lot more at using Maxi. <laughs> Maxi <laughs> yeah. was
3: a tough character to learn too.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: He was. Um. Next up, I would have to say Pikachu from Super Smash Brothers. Not Pichu. No, that's from like Super Smash Bros. That's Melee or something. I, I'm talking yeah. about the original.
1: Because
0: the original Super version. Smash Brothers to me...
1: Because you made the switch to Pichu. What, well, yeah, because he was... Because <laughs> he was smaller and was faster. Smaller and
0: faster. That was my whole thing. Small yeah. and fast. Was,
3: yeah. You know. Didn't Pichu damage himself when he did his attacks, though? Like- I
0: think so. No, <laughs> he kind of sucked. I really probably should have stuck with Pikachu. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the same character almost. <laughs> and uh, my last one would be Yoshi Yoshimitsu also from Soul Calibur, also in Tekken. Mm. I didn't really play as him much, but I appreciated him because he was funny. And he had this awesome move that my brother used to use against me in Soul Calibur where he'd like fucking like stab himself with his sword through himself and hit you with it. Oh, I yeah. remember that. That was a great move. So
1: I gotta be honest, I'm a little disappointed you didn't go for it. Kid Gohan. Uh,
0: I didn't play that Budokai game as much as you did. I enjoyed it.
1: I just remember you played a lot of Kid Gohan.
0: I did. <laughs> Bless you. Are you okay there, Alex? I
3: oh got allergies. I was going to say, do
0: you want some like Claritin? <laughs> I'm clearer than clear right now. <laughs> Actually, I have the one that starts with Ziz- the disease, Zyrtec. Zyrtec, yeah. Zyrtec. I got plenty of that in there if you want some. <laughs> Thanks. It costs like fucking $10 a pill or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jesus. You have allergies? No, I bought it for Becca X number of months ago, and oh my God, it was so expensive. But seriously, do you want some? Okay. <laughs> I'm good. All right. <laughs> I said it was ten dollars a pill, so I could charge you twenty. Is why. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's my list. Alex,
1: what's yours? If you can talk.
3: Oh uh, yeah, let me let me just uh <laughs> make sure that I don't have like five more sneezes. Do
1: you want to blow your nose? There's uh paper towels. Over like there. paper towels. I'm really good. I'm good.
3: It's just like that weird, like it, like the deep inner itchy feeling, like in the back of your throat and
0: nose. Maybe it's not allergies. It could be cancer.
3: Maybe maybe I have like nose cancer.
0: Pro- probably.
3: <laughs> I mean that's the
1: likely <laughs> <Yeah>. cause. <laughs>
3: Okay, um, so for my list, um my first one is Double from Skullgirls. Have you guys ever played that game? I've heard
0: the name. What is it?
3: It is so fucking fun. It's a 2D fighter um with really cool animation. It's got like a very cartoony style. And it's got like a really simple like fighting game premise, like, oh, if you defeat the skullgirl who's just like a girl imbued with magical powers, then you get like one wish. And then, of course, if you're not pure of heart, the wish gets fucked up, blah, 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 blah. But it's basically just like a really, really solid 2D fighter game.
0: What uh, what platform?
3: I play it on PC. I got it through Steam.
0: Oh, so it's fairly new.
3: Yeah, fairly new. Okay. It's, oh. I think it came out in like um, early 2014, maybe oh, late okay. 2013. But it's got a bunch of um, downloadable characters now. And it's, um, it's competitive scene is growing really quickly. Cool. A lot of people are catching on to the fact that like this random ass indie game is actually really good for competitive play. Nice. But um, one really big attractive thing about it is just the character roster because it's got like a kind of monster girl theme. So you can play as like all these different chicks like one's a zombie and one's kind of like a mummy. And um, Double is this really like kind of fucked up body horror character <laughs> where she's just like she's just it looks like somebody like turned a person inside out and just like slapped a bunch of like meat on top of it because she's got like all these random Whoa. body parts that are just, like sticking out everywhere. But um, her gimmick is that she's a shapeshifter. So um, she actually pulls out a bunch of different moves from the other characters that you can use. Oh, okay. Her. She's awesome. She's one of those characters. Yeah, but, badass yeah. bitch. Gotcha. Um, second, I, th- oh man, I've been kind of debating um, I picked Soul Calibur characters too. <laughs> <The game's laughs> so I, awesome. I played you so not. much Soul Calibur. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, I think for my second character, I would say Talim. Just because um, when I started playing the Soul Calibur on GameCube, I just decided that I was going to, like, randomly move my controller around until it landed on somebody. And then I would get really good at that one person is what I tend to do with fighting games before I branch out into the other characters. And Talim happened to be, like, the first character that I got really good at in Soul Calibur. So I could memorize, like, all of her combos and everything.
0: You don't have to, like, randomly move your controller around. You can just click the random character select (laughs) there's that too (laughs) just
1: saying you know why soul cover is so good though what really sets it apart is you know uh, 100% weapon deflection because you know in in other 2D fighting games like the predecessors um, you'd always get injured a little bit every time you block
3: yeah it's a good point
1: but Soul Calibur, suddenly you're like you're able to block and you can just block forever. <laughs> it's one of those fighting games where you feel like well you know if you practice and you get better, it's going to make a
0: difference. Like
3: I just really liked it because of the way that you can play the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. you can. The yeah. sidestepping and stuff is is pretty good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I tried playing uh, Tekken and you can also it's like also a 3D fighter game, so you can move around the field, but it's a right. lot more. It feels a lot more restricted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than Soul Calibur. Right. Um. So, first is Devil, second is Talim, and third is Poison from Final Fight.
0: Oh, poi- I'm forgetting. Did you guys ever play? Never played played Final either, Fight, but I I'm forgetting.
3: Um, Poison was the character. She had like the crop top and the Daisy Dukes and the police hat and the long pink hair. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, <laughs> looks just like you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, looks exactly like me, basically. <laughs> but she was my favorite, not so much because of gameplay. Like I did play as her. But because her story, like her character development, was kind of hilarious to me, so it's basically like when Final Fight came out in Japan, Poison came out with it, and she was just kind of like this gangster chick. Mm-hmm. And then when Japan wanted to release the game in the states, um, they told the company, "There's, there's like, we can't have a female character in this fighting game. You can't beat up girls." Because Final <laughs> Fight was an extremely like early fighting yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, frontier kind of stuff. And America, like, wasn't comfortable with having (laughs) a female character that you could fight. So, Japan didn't adjust her character model at all or anything. They're just like, what if we say she's transvestite? (laughs) And America's just like, uh, I don't know about that. So, they finally, like, redid her model and turned her into a boy. Really? So, she could be a playable character. But the fact that she was just, like, a chick with a dick stayed canon. So, oh jeez. Uh, yeah. She she was just a, <laughs> a tranny for like all the other games that she appeared in and like the kind of fiction that surrounded it. So
0: Did she become like a tranny in the Japanese games too?
3: Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> wow.
3: They just got kind of stuck with it. I just think it's funny how they tried to use that as a little loophole. They're like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> she's totally a boy."
0: That's, <laughs> it's so funny how Puritanical they were like in the 90s and about like mm-hmm. late 80s and 90s about bringing games over from Japan anything that had any sort of like religious overtones or anything like that just you know nope nope we're gonna change that <laughs> <laughs> that's why in every freaking Nintendo game you go into a bar they're drinking milk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a milk bar okay <laughs> okay well that's uh, that's it mm-hmm. okay let's move on to our next segment
3: what you been playing bro
1: what you been playing bro What you been playing, bro? What you been playing, bro? What you
0: been playing, bro? Okay, so if we'll kind of change up the format of this. If you've been playing something, we'll talk about it. We're not going to force you to talk about anything if you haven't been playing Jared. (laughs) Okay. So, Alex, what you been playing, bro?
3: I've actually been playing a few things. I just bopped around a bunch of different games the past week. Um, So the first thing that I tried was Hyrule Warriors, which you talked about earlier. And again, um, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Uh, some of the characters had really cool design that I really liked. Like I really liked the new Impa; she was awesome and really fun to play as. She's oh gosh, I can't remember what the weapon's called right now. She had like one of those stabs with a blade at the very end. Okay. And. Uh, um,
0: like a pull axe.
3: Yeah, exactly. So she was um, she was really fun to play as, but it got boring after like. 30 minutes, it just didn't feel like a full game. It right. felt like something that you would just kind of like grab off the Nintendo market for like $5. Right. So I wouldn't buy it for myself, but eh, it was pretty fun, especially like multiplayer wasn't half bad. I played it for like a couple hours.
0: You were playing with, with somebody? Yeah. Played okay. it with a couple of my friends. Gotcha.
3: And uh, after that, I tried Witcher 3.
0: Nice. Which
3: was pretty excellent. That game is just fucking beautiful.
0: I've seen <laughs> some screenshots. So it nice. looks It crazy.
3: It was fantastic it was harder than i'd expected i because like we were we've mentioned this a couple of times before but i've never played a witcher game yeah it just seems so intimidating to go through the first and second one before the third one comes out um but i just ended up playing the third one randomly just just
0: to try it or you actually started playing it for real
3: oh just to try it okay okay combat was really it was difficult but it was good. Uh-huh. Like it was um, it was balanced and interesting. And I liked all the different spells that your character came equipped with. The writing was solid. Voice acting was really good uh-huh. too. Just like an all around very entertaining game for the bit that I played it. I played it for like three hours. Oh, cool. cool. Um, one setting. And then third game that I picked up in the past week was Dragon Age Inquisition. I love Dragon Age games. <laughs> so I pretty much already knew what I was in for. I did really like how combat was kind of a combination between the first and second games. It was okay. really nice. Um, there's, It's just like they uh, switched up the elements a little bit. So it's like a mix of like real time with something else because you can basically pause time. Okay, so you can to, still pause time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to describe that to anybody who hasn't played Dragon Age. Like, How would you describe well, that combat? Or, or, like or coder. coder.
0: Yeah. It's like, basically, you can pause time to t- select your next moves, even though it's kind of real-time battle. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, like, what's the name for that?
0: Oh. Active time active battle system? No, no, that active time is, like, old. Oh, that's, like that's Final SNES. Fantasy. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the name is. There's probably a name.
3: I'm going to go find that name, because I like that system. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a good system.
3: Mm-hmm. It works nice. well with
1: modern
0: RPGs. Um, I feel like The Witcher 1 had that system. The first Witcher game.
1: Not that you guys would know.
3: Yeah, I guess I'll have to find out if I ever go play Retroactive. No, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't. Okay, because you had me try it. I think it. Um, it didn't. Okay, I think it was more action. Okay. I been, so I've, I've had a good about, week for games. <laughs> nice. That, that is pretty solid week for games. I might actually start playing some Dragon Age as well because my my um my Xbox 360 is just collecting dust at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: I bought Dragon Age one and two during a sale on my Xbox uh, 360 a couple months ago. I'm gonna play through them so I can play Inquisition. Sweet. Talked about that a little bit already. It's it's like kind things. of
3: a funny story with Inquisition. It's just that um. I was going through character creation, and I really wish that when you're in character creation, you can kind of, like, there were, like, I wish that you could compare your character to NPCs that you're going to be playing next to, Uh because I inadvertently made my character's eyes fucking huge. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) They look proportionate in character creation, and then they had, like, a a party shot where she's, like, standing up next to the other people in her squad, right? And I realized that her eyes are taking up, like, half her head, in comparison to like the reasonably proportioned eyes of all of her buddies, I'm like, oh.
1: Maybe it was a glitch.
3: No, it's just like all that anime that I've been watching yeah, that just exactly. seems like the norm now. <laughs> it's
0: like all, like- the- all the feminists who got pissed off at Frozen, her eyes are bigger than her wrists. God, that-
3: those people are fucking ridiculous. I know, I know, Lord. Like, oh, I, I, um, saw this stupid article that was just like, what would Disney princesses look like if they had realistic waist? Oh,
2: jeez. And
3: so somebody had like taken all these Disney princesses and photoshopped their waist to have like realistic human proportions, but it looked fucking awful because they're cartoons, right? So they're supposed to be caricatures.
1: Yeah, but uh, they probably were really skinny back then. Everyone was starving and having eating, like the shitty <laughs> paleo diet. Or... <laughs> <laughs>
3: But that's a whole other rant. Yes,
0: it is. Um, I finished Double Survivor 2 over cl- our record or break record. Good break, job, record, guy! Record. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, nice. I finished the both arcs, and uh, man, it's funny. I put a lot of time into a game I didn't like that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that good. It just just was... not
3: in comparison, to the first one, right? Oh
0: gosh, man, Th- that's what I mean. Like the first yeah. one was so good.
3: Like by itself it's great
0: yes by itself i would have enjoyed it a lot more if the first one hadn't existed Mm because the first one is so much better Uh, i mean the add some game like i said add some gameplay improvements that i like but story-wise character-wise oh absolutely not even close so um and that's about it for me i'm not really i'm not really playing much
1: jared uh early in the week i was um i was sort of on a kick for playing um third age total war which is a uh Total conversion mod of medieval two total war. Super good. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before at some point, but yeah. I was playing that again and play a Morador campaign. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I, I was chal- I was doing a challenge for myself to never auto calculate my battles, just play them all and try to just get better at doing battles, and I sort of did. So that it was, was funny because
0: fun. I never auto calculate. I, I I can't even stomach the thought of doing
1: it. I, I looked up a lot of strategies and stuff because i i was just terrible at those battles wow. <laughs> you have to sort of know what you're doing i guess
0: do you auto calculate battles and strategy games alex are mm. you ever played one that had an auto calculate button
3: i don't think that i even played one that has auto. it's kind of like a <laughs> retro button. kind
0: of pc concept auto calculate <laughs> really is yeah
1: then later in the week I, I i decided to get more into um collecting like vintage gaming systems and stuff or just going around cruising around garage sales and seeing what can get really cheap just for fun yeah maybe refurbish maybe sell down the line so i, I picked up a, a playstation 2 that was just jacked up with you know cigarette tar yeah came from like a smoker's household yeah now
3: i see like smoker stalactites like inside the ps2 <laughs> jeez
1: what the hell i looked up a youtube video of some guy who cleaned the ps2 and i did all the steps that he did you know i washed it like the case and stuff and dried it out and cleaned it up and it's working working great so i was stress testing it with um since i was on a lord of the rings kick i've been stress testing it with third age total war which is a rpg for the playstation 2 pretty good game coolly uh you saying that just now is reminding
0: me A while back on on uh facebook somebody posted this video i i follow this production group like video production group someone made a video on youtube it's like this video and the guy's like serious in it here's how you clean a Canon 5D camera body, and so he has a Canon 5D. This is like one of the nicest um, DSLRs you can get. Yeah. Uh, he has this Canon 5D body, and he has a bowl of soapy water. He fucking oh. Puts it in the bowl of soapy water. It's like scrubbing it, and like the sensor's like exposed. He's scrubbing the sensor down. No. And he's like just wipe in here, and blah, blah blah blah. You know, obviously, just totally destroying it. Yeah. It's a joke video, but he does it totally straight. Mm-hmm. Oh God. And it's just Awesome I wonder how many people <laughs>
1: I wonder how many people
0: fell in for it and tried like, it You're a fucking idiot you know, the, like, the comments were like you're an idiot and like nobody got the joke Well some people did but eventually they did
3: I love stuff like that though oh,
0: god it was so funny because It's just like like just seeing this cannon go in the water and I'm scrubbing the sensor Holy shit it was just amazing You know what I
1: learned though Um, When I was looking up you know cleaning the innards of computers and playstations and stuff You can actually <laughs> submerge like a motherboard and, and, and soapy water and clean it and then dry it and it's fine. As long as you dry it completely. It's crazy. As long as you take out the whatever the battery is called, like the CMOS battery or yeah, whatever and, right. um, so and as long wait for the no capacitors to, to, all. To, to, to empty. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I thought that was really weird. Well, you know. Just, just how they work I guess. So, so it's not that crazy but no
0: with the <laughs> sensor exposed yeah, sensors don't that work that way that is pretty fucking
1: crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: you, if you've ever opened a DSLR camera especially a uh, mirrorless one I mean the, the friggin sensor that picks up everything <laughs> is right there you can touch it with your finger if you want and just destroy the camera
1: did just, he end the video um, with like a good camera and say oh here
0: working great no 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 he like, he like he's like then he dried it off he like shaking out the water and stuff like, oh my god it just It was just because the best
1: way to end a a troll video like that is to show show a working one. I can't
0: remember (laughs) if if that's how it ended, I I don't remember the end. Um, okay, well, let's move on to our final segment. The worst thing that ever happened to us this week. I'm gonna kind of change the format of this and what we've been doing the past few weeks. And uh, we're going to stick with one worst thing that we all talk about.
3: Because there's just not enough worst things between all of we us. We all have such yeah. good
0: lives. Like, first world problem. God, <laughs> my life is too good to come up with the worst thing every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it was always feeling like a real struggle to figure something out every week.
0: Well, I, I, I wanted to like, focus on like what's the worst thing that's happened in gaming this week. But each of us come up with a separate thing. that uh, you kind of have to start whining about little details that don't matter. So exactly.
3: Because yeah. a part of it is just that, like, my life is just so generally, like, boring and stable <laughs> that my, my like, emotional level is just, like, the tiniest little wavelength.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: And the way we're going to do it now um, is the way we had initially done the first iteration of the podcast. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And speaking of not really having much to talk, I, I really couldn't come up with something that really pissed me off. There's been some like, articles that I kind of sort of read. So let me explain why I kind of sort of read them and didn't really read them. Um, there were some feminist complaints about The Witcher 3, blah, 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 blah. blah. You can imagine probably what they were. <laughs> yeah. You know, the same kind of BS. Oh, it's sexist because women are mistreated in this game. and
1: They should put an MRA in, 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 in that game. MRA. Just randomly. A men's rights activist group.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, it was from... Anita Sarkisian or whatever, who oh, yeah. is also like the one of the center central people in the whole GamerGate thing, and then then that made me remember GamerGate, <laughs> which I didn't really pay attention to at the time, but then
3: remembering GamerGate is always the worst thing that happened yeah. to me this week. So I
0: didn't pay attention Words. to what was happening, and then I. A couple months ago, I was like, well, let's do an episode on the podcast. We'll cover Gamer and Gamergate just to kind of analyze it, what happened, and talk about it. And I did research on it, and I just couldn't even bring myself to ever fucking talk about it. It was just so <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. And So maybe remember all that. So it just all just ties back into this weird, like, there's really annoying people, like feminists, who say this stupid crap about video games all the time. But then there's also this equally weird and creepy, uh, what's the word for uh, misogynists? Yeah. Who, like, Hate on them and like again, a, like
3: MRA, just like on entirely opposite ends of the spectrum, and both equally both, fucking dumb.
0: Yeah, both crazy and stupid. <laughs> Someday, I think what we need to do this summer is like I, I just cannot, as a functioning adult, talk about GamerGate. Like waste my life talking about GamerGate. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. It's so both sides are so stupid, and so this summer we need to get drunk. Like I'm talking <laughs> about like drunk history, drunk. And talk about Gamergate. Okay. All right. That's the only way.
3: It'll be like a summer event.
0: Yeah, the summer event. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk Gamergate discussion. All of us could blackout drunk. All three of us. Yeah, I'm I'm saying drunk history. We need to have a technician, though. No, we will.
1: So that means
3: that you guys will be drinking for like two hours straight, and then I'm going to put like two shots on me to catch up. All right, let's go. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are very Irish. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that,
0: uh, I don't want to discuss all the issues today, but. That was the worst thing, is remembering that all that happened. And oh know. man,
3: can I bring up something tiny from that though? Oh yeah, sure. And it's not really to the gender thing; it's just like a lot of these articles that were bitching about, like a like a female equality in video games in relation to Witcher three, were also bitching about racial equality. Oh god, they're just like, show me one black person in that entire series. And the really silly thing is that that game series is based off a series of books, which is based off a world which is pretty much just Europe. Yeah. Like, the entire fantasy world is just Europe. So there are no fucking black people well, in this was, fantasy it was,
0: world. It was written by a guy, like, in from northern Europe or uh, Switzerland or... I think it's Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, yeah it's Norwegian. It's
3: so like, I, that always... Which is
1: very much northern Europe. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's just so bizarre when people, like, um, when people plead for proper, like, racial representation in entirely fantasy worlds. Right like yeah, there are no black people in Lord of the Rings either, yeah. but it's fine because it's fucking middle Earth it's a fantasy if you can have like people running around with pointed ears and fangs in their mouth, why can't you just like not pr- have a particularly racially diverse planet but um
1: well the black people are bad guys in Lord of the Rings
3: Well, they're <laughs> Middle Eastern bad guys
1: who rode on the elephants <laughs> and, and worships uh, Sauron
0: yeah the whole thing is it, you're creating a fantasy world. Does you create a, creating a fiction world? That fictional world can have you know whatever in it. It could have yeah. nothing but black people, and you know, or it could have all white people, or it could have
3: ha- all blue people, with right. Cat
0: faces. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's a fictional world. So yeah, I, it's it's. Uh, I totally agree with you. That silliness. Is it well? It's a silliness to get worked up about it. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, yes, racism is an issue today, but it's not a huge issue like especially in in,
3: like fantasy representation i think like it shouldn't have to be like when i was like i'm fucking like watching avatar the last airbender which takes place in a fantasy world based upon like random like asian cultures you know like it's not like i expect every race to be equally represented within avatar the last airbender
0: right i thought you were gonna say avatar the james cameron film which is also like culturally (laughs) like you know not white people yeah. Uh, you know, not glorifying white people. People are, really are
3: pissed blue. off about that one too because they thought that like uh the the blue people, I can't even remember their names right now. They thought that they were like really racist representations of like Africans. It's like, "No, they're aliens."
0: Yeah, There's they're aliens.
3: Blue cat people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like life is too short to get really up in arms and upset about stuff that's supposed to be used like for your relaxation purposes. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> what I don't know. I mean, it's just I I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, it's kind of like, uh,
0: you know, back in all the old RPGs. Remember, you know, Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior. There weren't a whole lot of uh, minorities in those games. like Just because the color palette. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> there was you're no good brown color, color on the NES.
0: <laughs> so
3: It's just like old superhero comic books. Like, you didn't get any sort of diversity because when they were being printed in newspapers, you only had three colors. And that was like red, green, and yellow. Right. And yeah. also,
0: it's also because, let's say you're a white person... Who doesn't live in a culturally diverse area? Your whole what, breadth of knowledge is based upon an area that's not culturally diverse. As you write something, it might not be that culturally diverse, not because you're discriminating, because you're using your own frame of reference to create something. And so, I you know, feel like
3: it's only an issue when there's when the main race being represented is white people. Right. I've pl- I've like read a shit ton of like comic books and books and things like that where the main race is like Asian people or like Middle Eastern people and nobody was decrying like racial inequality in those cases. Right. Nobody was saying like, you need to put more white people in your Middle Eastern
0: yep. book. But, yeah, this discussion oh. basically applies for any time anybody bitches about racism in any movie or TV show that, you know, just kind of bitching for the sake of bitching. The problem I have with that is that, you know, racism is a problem and when you complain about it in these stupid frivolous areas it just actually hurts your cause because then people are tired of hearing about it
3: you're removing the punch from like actual racism
0: exactly so I think pretty much most people agree with that but really vocal people are the ones you hear from
3: yeah so uh
0: okay well wrap it up I think we should wrap it up call it good all right thank you for joining us and uh we'll be back next week with more talk of E3 and all that talk to you later